Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of Expressions, the podcast. Tonight, we have a very special guest, Marcia Arpin, educator and author, as well as a creative director of a youth theater group here in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Hello, hello. 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 Welcome to Expressions episode 31, everyone. Um, tonight we are talking to Marcia Arpin, uh, who is uh, not only an educator and an author, but uh, the creative director of a youth theatre group in uh, lovely Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, but before we get to talking to Marcia, uh, let's uh, talk to our my co-hosts uh, this evening, uh, Aurora and Brian. Aurora, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I made a mad dash from work to be here on time. Uh, this week was the first week we opened on um, Monday since the uh, since like the pandemic. Um, so it's kind of getting used to the schedule of working and then coming uh, straight to podcast. Uh, but uh, had a nice Halloween. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Otherwise, perfect. Perfect. Do, yeah. do you get many kids where you live? Actually, no, we had no one come knock on our door, which was kind of, we didn't put out pumpkins or anything, so probably that's why. Um, We don't have kids, so I guess we just didn't think to do that this year. Um, But uh, no kids this year, unfortunately. We've had actually more in the past, so. I don't know. So you just had to eat all the chocolate yourself. Yeah, yeah, we'll be slowly. I, you know, it's actually <laughs> funny. I, I came straight from work and I felt I was feeling hungry, like wanted to have dinner or something. So I just like had a glass of water, uh, snuck a little like uh, snack size Snickers bar, and then uh, jumped on the show. I've heard Snickers satisfies, so I think you did yeah. right on that choice. Yeah, there was a commercial or something. I yeah, that. I think I did some marketing. <laughs> Excellent. And Brian, how are you today? I'm awesome, man. Uh, I saw my mom today, which was great. I shot wrestling the other day, which was awesome as well. And I had my uh, Birds of Prey workshop up at Midland. So I've had a pretty busy week. Yeah, it's been fun. And I've got my new Mac up and running, my little Mac Mini, which, come on. I mean, it sounds fun to say that I have a Mac Mini. I just, this is like my whole computer now. I don't have a laptop. I don't have any of that rigmarole. It's just this little thing and a trackpad and off I go. Perfect. Fun, brave new world. Perfect. Excellent. (laughs) And Marcia, how are you this evening? Good. I I also did the mad dash. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get my brain on for the sake of continuing a conversation. Um, Yeah. And um, appreciate you doing that because, uh, you know, (laughs) like the summer of choice. But yeah, grateful to be here for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I also did the mad dash, but I was at the time the show started, I was working here. So I just changed programs and started doing this. <laughs> and, I made sure uh, I kept Mondays off so I can I can be here on time for the show. So yeah, I, yeah, that shows I normally, that one of my days. I normally do work from home on Mondays, but today I did have meetings and then uh, and then I was running around and buttoning stuff up uh, before the show. So that was that was fun. Um, so, and, and Marcia, how did you guys fare for, uh, Halloween? Do you get a lot of well, kids where you are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did, but we were a little bit theatrical in the front yard. So we kind of drew in a crowd. Um, okay. That, yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Do you have like the animated stuff and all that, or is it? Um, no, we, we didn't quite go to that place. Um, only because it's hard to keep up. It feels like people get more and more animated and blow up and 12 feet tall in the air mm-hmm. so no i prefer the subtle just um yeah skeleton hands nice. parts subtle yeah, subtle skeletons yeah. and fog machines and yeah Perfect. just oh very cool a more, yeah yeah just theater yeah <laughs> and 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 this, um, the theater mix yeah <laughs> that is love stage. it Perfect. So how'd you have let me know before today, obviously, because yesterday was Halloween for our, this will be airing on uh, November the 8th, but uh, um, yesterday was Halloween. It's the first of November and, uh, and I could have come out with a camera and taken some, uh, some nighttime pictures. That's always fun since I missed the Northern lights this weekend because it was raining on Saturday. And yes, Um, I might be cleaned up by the time this airs. So hopefully. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Perfect. All right. Excellent. So, uh, Marcia, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Um, I've wanted to talk to you for a little while, um, ever since. Uh, well, ever since we started, actually, there was uh, a fellow that I think we all we all know we're all familiar with on the show that uh, that you know quite well, um, Dan Lloyd, who was one of our early guests on the show. Um, but for me, um, you know, I've I haven't had a lot of guests on the show, but I wanted to make sure that I spaced them out, so because uh, it makes it a little a little less stressful for me to to do that. But uh, but Marcia, you're you're an educator, an author, and also you run the youth uh, theater as the uh, the creative director. So can can you tell us a little bit about um, what you do as an educator? How that happens? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I I think for myself, and that probably will come up as we discuss creativity tonight in that it was just evident right from the get-go that I was asked and and encouraged to be creative my whole life. So there was always a stage per se. Um, okay. And then you just have to continue to reinvent that stage as you get older. Um, so for me, uh, what made most sense to my parents going to school was not to be an actress, but rather to be an early childhood educator. So I did okay. the pragmatic practical choice and went to school to be an educator first and foremost. Um, and I guess because I had such a fulfilling career with children and certainly saw how at ease they are with not only just being themselves and being the temperament of which they are in the two, three years they've been on the planet to figure it all out, but also the creativity. Um, and then of course, you know, you meet these children along the way and you, you wonder where did that creativity go and, you know, in how many different ways it was discouraged rather than encouraged. So that kind of became my um, my detective work as you would as I would became more and more passionate about, you know, that it wasn't that I was just born into creativity and nor do I think anyone is, but rather it's a skill to be developed or on the other flip side, the skill that can be squished just as easily um, as perhaps my math skills or my science skills, right? I was told I wasn't good at math, therefore I just didn't develop them and right. <laughs> have been, you know, compensating ever since with all of my other skills. So um, that became, and that's where my um, voice came as an author is kind of just in the spirit of um, fostering creativity in young children. So it's all well and good to write about it. And then I found out very quickly, people don't read books the same way they used to. <laughs> Shocking. Um, so then I had to do the Marcia tour, um, which took me across Canada and then some doing different workshops, conferences, keynotes, hands-on workshops, trying to prove really to adults um, the magic of childhood, how, you know, being playful um, asks of you to brainstorm, to be to tap into creative skills was to think outside the box and be innovative. And, and so it took me to many interesting boardrooms and classrooms and, and what have you along the way. And then I really got bored of talking to adults <laughs> and it was time for me to go back to um, being with children. Cause I was really justifying and re-justifying to adults, you know, what it was to hang out with children. And then I simply just missed them again. So I ended up back, Full circle in childcare, um, working with children under the age of three and um, being re-inspired, um, but recognizing too that um, for the sake of Thunder Bay, there was a void. Um, and now at that time, having children the same age as um, those that I was teaching and certainly those that I was advocating for in a lot of my, my writing, um, it was time to do something here in Thunder Bay for not only my children, but again, the age group that I was advocating for. So then came art workshops and then came theater and, and that's kind of been ever since. Um, so yeah, that, children have well grown by now, but their world, unfortunately. Is, <laughs> yeah. full that, of is, that is very, that is very cool. So your children are, are grown and adults now, are they? Yeah, time apparently yeah. flew by. Um, okay, so. Yeah, I, yeah, my okay. daughter's eighteen. My son is twenty-one. Wow. Okay. Very good. And are are your kids involved in the theater as well? Still uh, as adults? Um, or? Hilariously, I think because they were so um, immersed into such a creative world that it wasn't interesting to them. They take it very much for granted. They're both very creative and artistic people, but um, one has gone into computer sciences mm -hmm. and the other into nursing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so oh, nursing. They, okay. they had to exercise different parts of their brain that, um, yeah, aren't generally uh, used in this household as often. So, uh, <laughs> um, and, but they show it in other skills. My son certainly has a passion for carpentry and my daughter still, when the crunch of exams just happened here uh, for her in university, it was back to literally doodling in the drawing board. Yeah. One thing I learned a long time ago is um, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can always get back into your creative passions, you know, so whether mm -hmm. they do it when they're in their middle ages or not, uh, they can go back to it down the road in so many different ways that you may not even think about today. I know that's oh, what a lot of the photographers that I know are getting back into it as older people uh, where they got it. They were went to school for it. They took it in high school. They loved it, but then they had kids and they had to move on with their lives. Next thing you know, you know, they're at a stage where they can afford a nice camera or do something a little bit different and they get right back into it again. So it's always sitting there waiting, uh, but planting those seeds at, at the age that you did is extremely valuable. I know my parents were both musicians and did all kinds of uh, music and that trickled into my veins and all my brothers and sisters all are all somewhat creative in that way. So it starts there. You're absolutely right. I mean, you have to get it from somewhere, mm -hmm. but when you get it and it's encouraged, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love that you've gone to that extent though. It's not just you know, like you say, you've done it. Now you want to pass it on and you want to help other people uh, gain from that. I love that whole concept. That's kind of the way my whole day tripper photo world is. I'd like to see everybody around me better than who I am uh, in their photography and in anything that they do creatively. And I feel if, if they get there, then I've done my part in achieving that. So um, I'm sure you have a lot of people out there who give you a lot of credit for the work you've done. And it's got to make you feel good. Well, yeah. And I think there's something creative in encouraging other people's creative processes, right? So True. it, it almost, yeah. it, it um, fires me up to see other people, you know, kind of realize that they actually have some type of creativity <gasps> and then, you know, it, watching that being as it's being nurtured kind of become bigger than yeah myself or any mm -hmm. or any piece of the journey that I was now it's theirs for sure so yes I've seen it happen and it, it is lovely to say okay and point proven mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> yeah it brings good things to people for sure well, for sure. I, I mean, I, I wasn't particularly creative. Uh, I didn't have a creative outlet as a child. Um, my early attempts at art were sort of squished by the more artistic people that were in my class. When they started critiquing my work, I just gave up on it. So now I have a hard time with like stick figures where my wife is the artistic one um, and she'll be uh, drawing and, and she loves to paint and all this, whereas my expression comes through more in a uh, in photography. So I do more in photography and then I dabble in, in music as well, which I'm, I'm not very good at, but I enjoy. So I just keep doing it. Um, well, and I think that's why I got yeah. excited about the word, like the, the study of creativity <clears throat> as a whole. Because then yeah. even creativity is just a way of thinking. It's not necessarily the product mm -hmm. of what you're creating, but the process of staying playful, being spontaneous, yeah. um, brainstorming. It, it's thinking in possibilities rather than, you know, the, the absolutes. Um, yeah. It's baiting. It's, you know, all those great skills that for whatever reason often are challenged along the way because, of course, conformity is easier to work with um, in yeah. childhood and in teenagehood. Yeah. And, really, and, and quite frankly, even as adults, I'm in a very administrative job at the time, this moment. And it, you know, it does ask of me to conform and yet mm, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, you can't, can't always, you know, so there are times and, and actually we talked about this before the show. Um, there are times when you have to be, okay, I'm, I, I have to behave this way and I have to act that way. And then when you can turn the corner and, you know, now I can be myself and I can take off this persona from a business world or from an administrative world. And now I can be creative and be myself. Um, like for, for me, as I said, my expression comes out in, in photography and I often try to take a, a photo challenge and, and run with it and try and come up with some idea so obscure that nobody else is going to, to think of it. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I want to back up a little bit though, because uh, you, you're an author. Um, so what the book and the book is about um, creativity in children. Well, I've done a series of four books. So it did start okay. out with um, 
it was called Snow Days and D A Z E as opposed to D A Y Z E. All the days of our lives. Um, it was it was more that frenzy that days, and it was written as some experienced motherhood for the first time and in Thunder Bay, which I might add winter and snow days for that matter does last 10 months a year. So (laughs) nine and a half, let's be fair. And and it tapped. Everybody kept promising me that motherhood was supposed to be awesome and magical, wonderful. And for a creative person like me and who had teaching experience, it should have been a breeze. All these wonderful hallmark you know card messages it wasn't that at all it was terrible no good stressful sleep deprived um and my son and i just stared at each other wondering when this magic euphoria was going to happen so it became a series of sticky notes of how it is that he taught me to really appreciate and enjoy what was now my new role um so the book is it's was really our our activities, our day to day living, our 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 discovery of play and what it was to play, and it wasn't, you know, the formal the formality of what I learned in the classroom. It was the everyday simple moments, like you know, hanging out and doing laundry together, and and the learning that took place in that moment, as well as then you know later on into the book because it's divided, of course, uh, into different chapters of curriculum but the creativity that came of it too. So um, winter was quickly followed by spring and then um, autumn and and summer followed suit. Um, And it it really was just a catalyst for a bigger conversation. So the books, and it's still odd to say that, yes, I have published books or think of myself as an author, but um, I've always been a conversationalist, so it, it was a great platform. It was a great beginning to a bigger conversation, which was, you know, these little humans are a born, born with pretty much their own temperament, their own agenda, and, and there's no asking or forcing of them to do different than what they want to do that day. Um, and, and as a parent, I certainly felt powerless, and um, it, it was truly the journey of that. And what was lovely is it did open the conversation and, and the opportunity to travel and meet different groups um, to really kind of hear their perspective um, along the way as well. Recognizing too, um, for boys, it was an interesting conversation to really be on a creative journey and allowing um, self-expression, emotional literacy along the way. Um, and then of course, to have a daughter and, and it further that conversation there were expectations of girls too. We were allowed to be creative, but you know, in the certain parameters as well. Right. So is the book purely your perspective or is this a conversation with your children that you're having, like you're having your day and it's situations that happen between you and your children that you're, you're putting into the book form. And is, is that how it worked? It, it is activities. It is activity based. So it basically was that they became guinea pigs and I they're guinea pigs and we were all test subjects as to you know what what we could do to really celebrate the seasons um, rather than looking at the day as oh my god 24 hours what are we supposed to do hurry up eat sleep you know mommy needs a nap I need more coffee like, you know we I got into this the adult way of thinking of what should happen as opposed to really just appreciating what could happen so it is activity based so it's basically you know, my child and I in the kitchen, what can we do? What can happen here um, to change the lens and make him an equal too. So, you know, looking at, um, again, creative arts, how, you know, how do I embrace the fact that he, you know, opens up the Tupperware cupboard and there is a drum set waiting to happen, right? So allowing those possibilities um, for parents to recognize that, they didn't have to be big and fancy or spend millions of dollars on, you know, the the best of Toys R Us, but rather it is those simple moments. It is that big puff of snow that was the best toy or the infamous cardboard box lent the biggest possibilities. Um, Simply being creative with what you have and, and embracing yeah. all those things. I love that. And yeah. I was quick as a parent to feel guilty about it, um, it because I thought bigger, better, you know, sparkly, more batteries, flashy, you know, like it, 
should have been all those big things as opposed to really recognizing that their memories were based on those little traditions um, that um, I had to rediscover myself. Quite quite often we try and buy the biggest, brightest toy and it's the box that's the turns into a spaceship or a, a fort or, you know, something. Well, Mark, maybe that happens with you and me because we both have pets for kids. There is that. <laughs> no, I, I, get a, I get a fancy gift for Dixie and she'll just play with the wrapper. I mean, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So so we, we are actually in uncharted territory here because uh, on Expressions, I don't think we've ever had a show yet uh, at 31 episodes in where we've actually talked about children. So this You're is right. this is a first for us. So um, oh, as yeah. actually uh, Aurora, Brian and myself, none of us have children. So. Um, well, at the same time, so yeah. sorry, go ahead, Marcia. No, uh, what I was going to say too, though, is is that was the conversation starter, right? I was coming from my yeah. lens of being a, being with children, legit more than adults, and yeah. entering a boardroom in you know commerce, commerce downtown, you know big city Canada with all the gray suits you could muster, and me, mm -hmm. you know, giving them play doh and me giving them Lego and saying. All right. How many different ways could you create with this? How many different possibilities are there for this? And bringing them back to their five-year-old self so that they were opening their minds to, again, the possibilities. Not what you were taught, not what you believe, not what you think should happen, but yeah. what could happen. And then listening to each other, too, and, and really hearing each other's perspectives. It's what we did in the sandbox, right? We all played with our friends yeah. and somebody made the best sandcastle and we tried to copy it to try to figure out how to do it too yeah. so it, you're right it, it starts always for me with children because that's the perspective or the lens I know best and quite frankly they're the best teachers I've had um, but it translates pretty magically to adulthood when we recognize yeah we haven't really changed that much <laughs> yeah no. I well, have the uh, it's it's quite interesting because I was having a conversation kind of similar to this earlier this week where uh, we were t talking and it's not quite the same, but uh, we were talking about children and how that they have this um, ability to just like uh, unknowingly just go about their day, accepting everybody, just having fun, trying to play, trying to create, trying to you know, be happy and just go about their day. And we were looking back on like how we were as children and thinking about, you know, some of the problems that we deal with now could be solved if we thought more like that, thought more simplified, thought without um, any judgment or anything like that. And I think that's a really great way to every now and again we should go back and kind of learn uh how we were right and well, learn from the perspective of, yeah. of a child yeah and i feel like that's exactly the essence of creativity you're you're working without barriers you're working yeah. only in those possibilities and imagination i mean there is you know reality in in a child's development that they don't actually know the difference between reality and fantasy superman can fly and, and they don't believe different because they don't have any reason to believe different. Yeah. Um, so there is that sad bubble that pops, you know, as we get older. When they jump realize, off a building. Oh. And... <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> don't oh, do I that. thought I could fly. <laughs> there isn't a pot of, you know, gold at the end of a rainbow. Fairies don't exist. You know, like, yeah, yeah uh, reason and logic get put into our, <laughs> into our, you, you know, just crushed Aurora. Friend. Did you see that? I know. He's totally crushed so, Aurora. Okay. Worry, Another thing that people judge my <laughs> <laughs> realities too. Um, another thing that people don't really know about me when I was young, like I'm talking like four or five years old, I was convinced I was a fairy. I was convinced I was a fairy. So I would make these like potions and I'd I'd ask my mom to get me wings. Um, and I thought that like, if I drank enough potions and did enough things that I would one day become a fairy. And, you know, my mom and my aunt who, uh, my cousin was the same age. We had both kind of been in this mindset. Right. Um, and we got to the point where we were doing things that maybe 
could have caused us, well, definitely could have caused us harm because the potions we were making oh, and no. drinking had sparkles in them and makeup in them and oh, plants no. from the garden. And it had to be this exactly what you're saying. It had to be a conversation with the mom or the dad saying crushing your dreams unfortunately <laughs> you're not going to become a fairy <laughs> unfortunately right. fairies aren't real and hey, that opened up a whole an other elf. conversation <laughs> aurora you know i'm married to a christmas elf right that, that's true that's true. He, he really is actually. i really am yeah, it's shelly the christmas elf. you should see a... there's an explosion going on right now literally <laughs> because halloween's over so halloween is over christmas is exploding <laughs> but I, to, well, to, to your point, there's there's many a little boy that thought he could really fly and either grabbed an umbrella or tied a cape around his neck and jumped off a garage roof. And um, what'd you do, Mark? Jumped <laughs> off a garage roof. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. My, my, we had one where I grew up. There was only one garage on the street uh, that was accessible, and that was my friend's house. And we figured out how to get up there. And we 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 waited till there was winter and piles of snow, but we jumped off the roof quite often. Well, I've done that with the snow. Yeah, yeah I think was... men really never age over nineteen. Just the bodies do. Mentally, 15, I don't think fifteen at best. Fifteen, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, and sincerely and honestly, none of us really do because. Yeah. Again, brain well, development is fascinating in that. Yeah, you realize, oh, oh yeah. crap, I have my brain. It was pretty much developed by age seven and i've been refining brain cells or letting them die off ever since yeah. really yeah. um but yeah. aurora with, <laughs> with your name how could you not think you were a fairy like how dare your right? parents exactly. name you? <laughs> that's true bubble that you were not some sort of magical fairy princess um <laughs> and and that is why and then that's why too for me the theater evolved because then it was the recognition that yes i think I think there is value in fairy tales and storytelling and, and that magical art of what theater is. And then I was recognizing by then my emerging teenagers really needed, I didn't expect them to be Broadway. I didn't expect them to even be good. I just loved the idea that they had the courage to get on stage and, and be bold and, and um, allow for that vulnerable moment of, you know, being part of, a production so um yeah. that's kind of been the latest so how do i balance the half dues of yes what my administrative job is is yeah i go rebel and to a rehearsal hall and and allow these other kids to sort of you know rebel along with me so um that was kind of the now kind of the next step of this journey where you know first it was putting it on paper then it was putting it to a soapbox and now I'm putting it on a stage. That's awesome. That is, that's very cool. What what uh, do you have a production that's happening right now? Something that you're working on? Uh, so then COVID happened. <laughs> yeah, then COVID happened, yeah, of um, course. Yes. So here's Wait, where that, what, children. Are, yeah, this is where children are more resilient than I am. Is COVID happened? They kept playing. They kept looking for fairies. They kept flying. Um, but then I recognized really quickly policy and procedure shut down a lot of my venues and opportunities. So I have been on hiatus for 2021 without much opportunity or movement. A lot mm. of Zoom, like a lot of opportunities okay. to come together to sing, to do monologues, to draw, to do set design and, and lighting designs and different ideas. But you're kind of limited when you're a performance-based art um, but come 2022, I'm much more optimistic. So we do have a production line in the works. I just hate the idea of saying it out loud because I feel like I'm going to jinx it at that precise millisecond. <laughs> but um, but for me, I did prior to COVID, I did represent 230 students. So the hope is to get all those students back on stage in the, in 2022 with the venue, awesome. the performance venues that we were used to. And for That's us in awesome. States, there's not a lot of performance venues. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, to hear that there's potential of getting 3,000 people back into the community auditorium was lovely news. Fingers yeah. crossed yeah, well, we can get to that place again. Don't don't tell my wife, but I bought tickets for us for something that's happening in 2022 at the community. Okay, so you'll be the so. reason it got cursed, not me. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. So, but just don't tell her. Don't tell her. Yeah, I'm not. We're not doing any of yet, this so. out loud. This is not. No. Yeah. I, I don't want to. 
the only reason I don't want to jinx it is because you can just see how their heart is just so in it, right? Like once yeah. they get that role, you start plotting out their costumes and and then to have pulled it all back in 2020 was was really challenging. And so, yeah. you know, 2021, we kept reasonably cautiously quiet. But yeah, it's time. It's really time. Okay, for sure. I know you said that, um, you know, most of your creativity all the things that you did day to day in the theater, all that was done for 2021. Um, you've done Zoom calls and, and presentations, but what has been your real um, soul saver when it comes <laughs> to your creative outlet? Because we've all been, that's why this podcast is happening. Because we all, yeah. I, I shut down my day trip or photo business. I couldn't run my workshops. I couldn't run the McMichael Art Gallery things that I do. And um, all those things that brought me that creative outlet, gone. So I know you went through the same thing. Yeah. What is it that you did for that soul saver? It was, it was a harsh, it was a very quiet, like I didn't even know how busy and, and sparkly and big my world was until the day after when it just became quiet. And, and suddenly, you know, you're surrounded by 230 children and all their parents and all the, you know, production team that makes, and everybody just disappeared. So no, I would say it was four months of, very long, <laughs> hmm. quiet and horribly quiet days. So for me, some of those days were hour by hour. Okay, I need to stay busy for one hour so that my brain stops like obsessing and, and thinking and wondering and worrying. Um, so I went back to the basics. It was like, you know, produce one sketch every day and then, you nice. know, back to painting. Okay. And, and, um, so yeah, it was the discipline of drawing again, discipline of painting again, going back to the absolute, you know, basics and hating every minute of it, feeling like <laughs> I was in grade nine art class all over again. Um, and then it was, and then it became, yeah, how to share that experience. So then those are the Zoom one-on-ones with some teens, you know, let's draw together, let's pretend like we're, you know, creating posters and 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 costumes and and then it became it went right back to the the art of doodling and and that was really symbolic for me in the sense of when the chips were down I was always called I always ended up at my grandmother's table for tea time but tea time didn't just involve tea it involved like a, a sharpie marker and your napkin and and we would just sit there and as we talked you would just you would doodle circles doodle daisies doodle like mm. So that kind of, you know, expression of filling out a blank canvas with a Sharpie marker also became a huge piece of, you know, surviving that silence until people just could exhale and breathe again. Um, I'll admit childcare went back to business pretty quick um, in the pandemic. So um, that world became loud again. Um, but it was mostly about policies, procedures, and, and things that did not fulfill, you know, the right side right. of my brain. So yeah, definitely back to the basics, back to, yeah, just filling time um, and mindfully trying to stay in, in the canvas. Mine was uh, adult coloring. <clears throat> Shelly mm -hmm. and I went to the store, we got adult coloring books and some nice colored pencils and spent a lot of time <laughs> doing adult color. I was very proud yeah. of them. I'd post them on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, for sure. And it, it was just yeah. to keep that busy creative brain exactly. idle. Yeah, I totally appreciate it. I did the opposite. Absolutely. I just created the doodle page so that you could have colored it for me. See, <laughs> you are. That, that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you and, for people like you. <laughs> my mine was through photography. Um, we started this this podcast, and the first sort of assignment for us was self portraiture. Uh, what well, was for me right. um, the, the people in Southern Ontario because I'm the only one in, in Thunder Bay. Um, Aurora lives um, a short distance from uh, Brian and Ryan, our, our host that couldn't be here this evening. So we had to do portraits of ourselves. So I ended up uh, setting up a studio in the, I call it uh, studio D it's the dining room. Um, so I, <laughs> I set up a, a, a studio in there and I did self portraits and then things, I think I was the first one to complete mine, if I'm not mistaken. And well, we had to wait for Aurora. I mean, things got a little out of hand, and, <laughs> and there was nunchucks and and prop guns and things. I got I got a little, I got a lot bit silly, which was great. It was great therapy for me. Um, and then, uh, so as as great as I thought my portraits were, I sent them to Aurora, and she. she she fixed them uh, because <laughs> because they they weren't that great. Uh, 
Aurora is a much better portrait processor than I am. And she did a fantastic, she actually made me look good, which I'm like, whoa, <laughs> she did that. But uh, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was something that kickstarted my creativity. And then as, as luck would have it, another round of the scavenger hunt showed up while I, for the photography, while I still have my studio set up in studio D um, and, it's still there. So <laughs> I, I, well, we don't use it. There's only two of us in the house. So, <clears throat> so it's a, still a studio, but uh, that's for me, that was through the pandemic. That's what kept me going was the, the little bit of photography I was doing. And um, I baked a cake, you know, for national chocolate cake day. Why not? Right. So yeah, awesome. all of the, all of those things, it's all, it's all about getting out and, and be a little bit silly and have a little bit of fun. I, I think the quote that I always comes to mind is come to mind several times while we've been talking is, you know, we, we don't, uh, we don't, what is it? We don't, uh, we don't, uh, grow up because we get old. We get old because we don't grow up or something. I, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'll have to find the right quote. We'll find the quote. You know, yeah. Yeah. We'll we, <laughs> we don't stop playing because we get old. Um, we get old because we stop playing. And oh, I think that's, yeah. the, that's the quote. It's, had to, it was stuck in somewhere. So it wiped itself out. <laughs> it wiped. Yeah, it's that's the, my mind. It's all over the place. But uh, no, I, I love that you're doing all of this with uh, with the kids and the theater um, and the production. So now um, every time I hear the word theater, it reminds me of a Mel Brooks skit. I'm yeah. sorry. The theater. The theater. I, I, I love it. I love it. Well, and, and look at how gracefully those people aged, right? Like they're yes. still playful in who they are and what they represent. And Absolutely. I mean, till I, death. I, I, well, for sure. And I even look at Carol Burnett, and that was mine. Oh my like God. I wanted to be her, right? And oh, she was amazing, right? So, and it is, it's that joyful spirit that they kept and they still keep. And it's almost like they, carry it with grace. And I'm like, how do you, where is that? What's that little spark? What's that little nugget? And, and it does, it just comes back to the ability to play and, and theater is just, you know, grown ups being silly nine times out of 10. So it's just hard yeah. to find those grown ups. So that's why I probably end up <laughs> in a room full of kids. Cause then that makes sense. That makes yeah. There's, sense. They are not a critique. They're not a cr no. critique audience they don't care they don't judge and in fact you know they encourage me to be that much sillier that come yeah. right in my comfort zone yeah yeah as adults we often if we're i don't because i really don't care but if i if we're silly and then we're like what does everybody think of me you know but for me i'm like i'll be silly and people will laugh and doesn't matter i'm like hey i made somebody laugh today i'm good so yeah. that's that's where I come from. But as as adults, yeah, I, th I think the biggest problem as adults is we take ourselves far too seriously. I think it's far interesting, though, what age has to do with it, because it's like Marcia is saying, when you're younger, they don't stop. Like when I, I was Zebulum in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and I'm dancing around on stage and I had a great time. I look at those photos now and I'm just like, what was I thinking? Like, look, look what I was wearing and whatever. Yeah. But then now I should say 10 years ago, I felt that way. Now I look at those and I look, who cares? You know, I'm at, yeah. I'm at an age now where I just, I wouldn't, I am me no matter what. And I can't change me. And I've accepted that. And that yeah. creativity will come out. And if you don't like it, that's a you issue, not a me issue. And so you start off not caring. And then you go through yeah. this whole period of time where that's all that matters is what people care or what people think. And you're, you're so preoccupied and there's all this anxiety about what other people are saying and judging and then hopefully at least you get to a point where you don't worry about those things anymore. And you can go back to um, thinking about, again, I always use the expression soul saver because as a creative person, I've, I've learned that my soul has to be happy. And if I'm not happy, then if my soul is not happy, then nothing is going to work. I'm going to piss off my wife. I'm going to make my cat scratch me. Um, it's just not going to be good. So you know, just doing the things that you have to do to keep your soul happy is so important. But I think it's interesting that you had those skills at least to revert back to, right? So you you had confidence and you were given those experiences so that later on you could say, you know when what, what was fun and you know when I felt like all that, mm. you know, and you could tap back into that. So my joy is actually finding those children and those youth that didn't get that experience because what if you didn't ever get to scribble on a piece of paper? What if you were, you know, paint was too messy or clay was 
you know, just not available or accessible to you? Or what if, you know, dressing up in a costume was taboo or, you know, or just in that time because you were taking care of your younger kids or yeah. like there's so, so many reasons. I, I, for me, uh, the greatest gift has been working with autistic children. Um, mm -hmm. We did a whole puppet series with them. What was fantastic was the idea that they themselves had reservations and barriers about communicating in a, in a, a people forum, a social conventional place, but with a puppet, you know, they were a rehearsed comedy team. It was knock, knock jokes till the cows came home. Like it was this different um, voice and, and confidence that came from them. And, and some of those children have then, you know, graduated to the stage where they're the best actors you'll ever get. They always remember their lines. They never forget their blocking. And they, they are very aware of space and, and, and the timing of things in a very different way than you and I have been gifted. Um, the child that is a stutterer that was always told you, know, you can't talk, stop talking. What are you trying to say? I don't get it. You know what? Just hurry up. They actually are very good singers <laughs> because that asks of you to, oh. to uh, um, uh, come yeah. from a different place in your brain. Um, and then if you're talking sometimes in dialect or as a character, all of a sudden this new voice comes out. So you're learning how to articulate words in a different way. Right. So, there's so many cool little aha moments when you can introduce creativity to those that otherwise were never given the exposure or the experience as well. So again, for those adults that haven't really, again, gifted a child, gifted youth or passed the baton to, you know, um, someone else, that would be my challenge too, is how do you get yourself out there to kind of, you know, feel kind of that just that, that wow, that wow of being able to see it in somebody else. That's awesome. That is, <laughs> I just, I, I'm completely wowed. I'm, I'm thinking of so many things now with like, just my, my head is going 900 different ways thinking yeah. about all the different, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Which is all, all the, uh, the creative things and, and how, like when you're a kid, like I remember being a kid running around in the forest with a broken hockey stick, pretending I was Luke Skywalker or Dirk the Daring or um, and any of the younger, well, I guess everybody knows who Luke Skywalker is now, but some of them are like, who the heck is Dirk the Daring? I don't, I don't know who, he, who the, that guy is, but um, it was a video game character anyways from my youth because I'm old. But, um, you know, th thinking about all those times, just running around it with friends and it was just so much fun and you were you were creative and there was no rules, there was no boundaries and and you just ran with it. And I love that you're doing this for for kids in, in our community since I live in Thunder Bay as well. It's just awesome. Uh, and uh, I and really that's hope- a lot of kids too. I mean, that's over 200, is, yeah. 200 souls that you're keeping happy. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, yeah it exactly. got big fast too. So it shows yeah. you again, there there is a demand. There is, um, you know, where it was, you know, it was always a hockey town, a dance town, a, you know, a sporty yeah. town. Um, you know, never underestimate how many other little, how many other kids are kind of hanging out, yeah. wishing there was a, a tour well, bus for them as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, you said the, the community auditorium earlier and community auditorium happens to reside on Paul Schaefer Drive because Paul, oh, Schaefer, right Paul Schaefer is from Thunder Bay, Ontario, which is just nice. awesome. And uh, so that's that's amazing that we we do have the talent up here and there's, there's all kinds of talented people. And... Uh, I'm just hoping that uh, in the near future, I can come and see one of your productions. I would love to do that. I predict, <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction here. Yeah. Uh, with the world being shut down for so long, just like uh, camera stores, uh, we, we have, if we had the product, Aurora, would you agree? If we had the product, we would be having a banner year. Yeah. With everybody who's been trying to buy stuff from us. Um, so I think that uh, it's just going to get busier for you. I think that more people will come and more people will come to the shows and appreciate the shows greater. Um, I think that it's just going to be a boom, I think, for all things creative once the world opens again. And that's a great thing. I mean, that's a really great. There's a lot of careers, a lot of professions. We've talked to people whose careers have been put on hold. Uh, Dan Preston and all yep. these other guys, musicians and artists who, who haven't been able to do the things that they've wanted to do. Uh, you're in a great position, Marcia, because you are – at the at the beginning stages of you're dealing with young people 
with that passion and that creativity and their parents who want to encourage that, who are going to show up. Um, it, this could be a really exciting time, 2022. Oh, 100%. I mean, we left on a high. So my hope is just kind of find it again, like meet it and <laughs> where we were, where we left off. Um, yeah. and, and I agree. I think if nothing else too, COVID asked of all of us to really tap into our innovative, creative self. So the hope is coming out of this, if nothing else, people have actually realized that creativity is a skill that's valuable and, um, and worth, you know, again, encouraging in young children. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah. the overscheduled and the over this and over that, you know, may not have been, you know, what children needed or we needed in our lives after all but yeah this this place of innovation and creativity yeah. will be there's been so many examples of that too so many examples of unique creativity uh, of parents trying to get their kids to do more whether it's halloween whether it's you know last year halloween they did different things to this year's halloween um every two to four weeks there's a change in what we are told we can and can't do and everybody has to be super creative. I remember I was, uh, my career is, is, I guess you could say sales. And I used to do a lot of sales training. And Brian Tracy is a sales trainer that I really listen to a lot of his recordings. And he was giving an example of creativity in sales. And he just basically said, look, you're, cre you're creative when you're driving home and you want to find an alternate route. Um, you see a stop sign ahead and you find a side road and you go down there. That's creativity. There's creativity in so many different places. It's just a matter of acknowledging that and seeing it and then putting yourself in a position to use it. And I think, uh, you know, in Thunder Bay, which is not a huge town to have that many kids involved in your program. I'm super mm -hmm. impressed. I'm super impressed. I can't how many, to hear more. How many times have you been asked to pivot in the last two years, right? Like that's exactly. a buzzword yeah. is pivot. Absolutely. So, you know, if I yeah. if could only change that word and recognize it that, you know, they're just asking you to be creative, innovative. Yeah. Flexible, yeah. spontaneous. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Innovative. All right. Perfect. So we're, we're coming up uh, close to the end of our time. Um, Aurora, Brian, do you have any more questions for Marcia? I've enjoyed the conversation. I, I think yeah, this is again, reminding me that creativity is something that, you know, I've always had as I, I was blessed. My mother is a musician, as I said earlier, uh, my father has been in music groups and still is to this day, uh, 84 years old, and he still plays in his band. Um, having that my whole life, I, 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 I didn't realize what a blessing it was. Like I've always appreciated it, but it's really, truly a blessing. And, and talking to you and hearing how you're giving kids that may not have that experience, that experience, it's super important. I'm really, I'm really glad that uh, I got to meet you and talk about this. Thanks, Brian. And yes, absolutely. I think it's a, a fountain of youth that you may have been given and not realized. <laughs> well said. Aurora? Uh, yeah, I, I think this has been a really great conversation. I, I really love uh, the idea of being an adult and going back to the way that we thought as we were younger um, and using that to be more creative and more innovative in our lives currently um and looking at like in this even in the situation that we have been in you have chosen to take this like really positive uh thought process and um uh, in that uh everything that we're doing right now is pivoting to change for uh, new policies and procedures and and things like that uh to compensate for everything that we're going through in that itself is being creative. And, and I, I think that's such a positive and great way to think about all of this. Um, and I'm excited to hear what you have in, in the future coming up with these new productions and, and that kind of thing. If you're um, doing Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, I'm coming up there. <laughs> no, that's no and I'm excited really awesome. for the future. Yeah, I'm, I have remained optimistic. That's one thing I will say even even in those quiet moments of, oh my gosh, what can tomorrow bring? There still was the optimism is of it had to bring something good. So I, again, yeah. fingers crossed that, yeah, 2022 rolls out just that little bit closer to, yeah, normalcy mm -hmm. or yeah. a creative new normal. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and optimism is great. Uh, being optimism and knowing that tomorrow will bring something good or knowing that something will work out. It's, it's the power of positivity. And, uh, there's so many people they'll, they'll say to me, they'll go, well, you know, how do you know what's going to work? I, I just do. We'll figure it out. We, and or to your you point, <laughs> we, we have to get creative. No, I don't know how it's going to work. I just know it's going to work out and, and exactly. we're going to get creative and we're going to figure out how to do it. And, and yeah. uh, my career for one has been full of opportunities like that, where I've had to let my creative flag fly in, in different ways and think of a, a way around something um, and, and get it done. So uh, being optimistic, there's a, there's a lot to that about believing that it'll happen and believing that things are going to work out. And and they always do. So and that's, that's awesome. You fairy potions. <laughs> See? There you Ray go. There you go. That's <laughs> actually, that's actually, that's what this is. This is Aurora's recipe. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, and that's how optimism yeah, is good. born and that's all that very, needed to come out of this podcast right yeah, yeah. it's very exactly. it's very earthy it's very earthy it's pretty good um <laughs> but uh no so at the, at the end of each episode uh, marcia we like to ask our questions uh, we have three questions for you um so i know you know one of them and two of them you don't know so um the first one i'll, I'll you've already answered so and we have the answer here in the show notes but um we ask each one of our um I, guests. My guests, thank you. I couldn't remember the word in English. Um, be our was, guest. Uh, be yeah, our be guest. Our I, know, I was going to say, you've quoted at least three <laughs> yeah. musicals in your last yeah. little clip. Uh, you, yeah. Flag Fly is Shrek, and I thought you were going to break out in Annie with Tomorrow. And yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Be our yeah. guest. I mean, the sound cues are just right there. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he adds it all in posts. All the he'll he'll put like little uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. like now, Lumiere will come out. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to get into any copyright issues. No, yeah. no way. Oh, right, right. Um, yes, so, anyways, uh, we like to issue a challenge to our guests, uh, Marcia. And and what was the challenge that you would like to issue? Um, gosh, I hope I remember what I said. You guys, you're hilarious. Was it not to brainstorm or to create a list? It was brainstorm. Oh, good. See, good memory. Memory is also not one of my strong suits. I'll just Ooh, creatively, I'll creatively think and remember that I remember the answer. Um, but yes, definitely for me, um, creativity um, was the power of brainstorming. And for those people that are kind of stuck or, or think, oof, that's such a big uh, concept. Um, I always start with just the list of 10, 10 new grocery items I could go or 10 different ways I could get home or 10, you know, um, new recipes I could try or 10 friends that I could, you know, spontaneously send postcards to lists, lists of tens and almost yep. 10 dare, dare, double dares to yourself. Um, and for me, it, be, it became 101. So 101 things that I'm going to do this summer, 101 things I'm going to, you know, accept gratitude for or, or give gratitude for um, a combination of both. Or So I've worked myself up to 101. And, and I know for many people, when you start with 10, there is an infectious, contagious kind of component where you realize you start brainstorming more and more and therefore opening up those creativity, um, creative abilities for yourself. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I, I, I use the brainstorming myself when we get our uh, photography challenges. My wife and I sit down with the list and we start, you know, okay, what can each word mean? And when we hit that idea that's as far out of the box as it can be and you can still actually see the box on the horizon, that's the one we normally run with. Yeah. So. But 101 things? Not 101. Yeah, we, we normally fizzle out. Well, there's the pressure of writing a book. When you write a book about winter, you kind of have to keep rethinking about winter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but right. definitely 101 ideas. And that's why my front yard was as full as it was for Halloween, for instance. So cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's excellent. That. I'll, have to, I'll have to make sure I make it out to that one <laughs> next year, obviously, because it's coming right. down now. There you go. Now, the last two questions are um, in the photography world. A lot of photographers, when they do videos and episodes, they do sort of a what's in your bag thing. And we talk about the gear. So not thinking about gear. Um, what is it that's in your creative toolkit that you start every day with? Well, my daughter just bought me a purse because she was sick of me carrying a laundry wherever I went because that's how big my <laughs> toolbox was. Oh, so for the sake of... Um, my toolbox, when I show up at rehearsal, I always show up with a cardboard box 
for uh, again, looking at the possibilities, brainstorming how many ways that brain uh, box can be used. A lot of times I sadly have sparkle dust also <laughs> in my bag of tricks. <laughs> I do find or yep. confetti of some kind because you can get all sorts of confetti these days. Um, and, and right now I do have a staff of 40 at the child care center that I, I am the executive director of. And I'm finding that, again, morale has been whoo, like really challenged throughout COVID too. So the ridiculousness of finding confetti where you least expect it has been my best gag of, of happiness, you know, to sustain COVID. Um, chocolate <laughs> bars and Smarties work well too. And then um, for me, it's music. If, if I have a good a playlist, I'm, I'm, the day is set. The absolute day is set. And the playlist depends on the day. Not going to lie. Perfect segue. That's perfect. It, it is. I was just thinking that's a perfect segue because our last question is what's your jam? What song is it or songs that gets you up and gets you going and gets stuff done? Every day is different. <laughs> and maybe that's the, that's the horrible part about me is there isn't one playlist. Um, this morning was East Coast, Atlantic, Celtic, you name it, you know, die in a, in a ship and come back a sailor and be drunk in a bar and you name it. Sea shanties. Every shanty, every like get up and dance and pretend you can river dance. That was my jam this morning. But then it'll also be, of course, whatever musical I'm working on will kind of just keep going over and over right. in my playlist. Um, and then I guess the other go-to is is because my dad trained me well, uh, 70s uh, classics and and uh, Bob Cochran, or uh, Joe Cocker, and mamas and the papas and and i'm trying to think because it didn't matter who it was it was just the familiarity and the nostalgia of, sure. of that playlist <laughs> so yeah very, very you cool. name it as uh, sadly it's probably on my spotify as you speak that's awesome such such a great diverse list of things and there's always something different my, my playlists are always very similar as well that they change up it depends on the style of music i listen to it goes from sort of like poppy to jazzy to heavy it's all over the place um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one thing at you to add to your uh box of uh stuff for creativity so you talk about confetti everywhere so um i know my sister doesn't watch the podcast so i can talk about this so my sister once asked me to uh my wife and i to babysit and we showed up and you know quite happily babysat for for my my niece and my sister went off to whatever christmas party or or whatever it was and after they were gone and my niece had gone to bed out came the largest bag of googly eyes with yeah. adhesive backs <laughs> and we put googly eyes on everything in her fridge and all her cupboards and she opened her cupboards everything was staring at her i'm doing that tomorrow and yes nice. i've done that as well perfect i love it that's my favorite perfect love it. Yeah. that's awesome at my store we have this little like paper shredder that i ordered from grandon toy and uh one of these uh, we were looking at it one day and it looked like a little mouth like where you open like the top of the shredder to the basket of the shredder. And then the, uh, we suddenly just saw a face. So one of my employees had to go home and get his bag of googly eyes and put eyes on the, on the, on the shredder. And now there's a picture of the shredder in, in the hold shelf in the store that says employee of the month. And there's a picture <laughs> of the shredder with the googly eyes. So classic. Classic. <laughs> perfect. It brightens our day. <laughs> no, and that's, yeah, absolutely. That's it's <laughs> it needs to happen. And these happen more. Yeah. Sure. See, we're well, also very you. lucky. Aurora yeah. and I are very lucky that we work in a camera store. We're full of creative people. Yeah. Um, we have silliness that goes on on a, on a regular basis. And and again, that, that goes comes back to why we do the show. We're talking to people who are, have managed to take their creative passions and turn it into what they can do every day. Um, I'm blessed that I can do that. I, I hope Mark uh, is able to do that. And I know that's why you love doing the podcast and your photography because you don't always have that opportunity. Um, but, and I know, I also know Aurora being the manager of the store doesn't always have the, the fun side of the job either. I've seen you go through some pretty crazy hard times. So 
the fact that you came on and you brought this fresh feeling of creativity to us, uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it because literally why we do this. This is literally why we do this. So thank you so much for taking the time and spending it with us tonight. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the invitation and yeah, thanks for the continued dialogue for sure. Cause it, it is easy yeah. to get even stuck in my own head of, I gotta be the crazy one, but maybe it's everybody else and we're the normal ones. Just saying. <laughs> I, I am nobody to judge normal. Um, so I, just, I, I just, not at all. And, so and I, just, I don't, Pretend that, yeah, no, that is not even a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It shouldn't be. No. All right, perfect. So if any of our uh, viewers or listeners uh, want to see what uh, Marcia is all about, um, if you go to the website, all the days, which is D-A-Z-E, like the book, .ca. So all the days.ca, uh, you'll find all the information about everything that Marcia does. She's got an online store there. Um, I saw the book in there as well. So that's uh, awesome if you'd like to pick up a copy of that. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, for being on the show, uh, for for Brian and Aurora, and for Ryan who couldn't be here tonight because he had to work late, uh, I appreciate you being here. It's just been a great conversation. I've had a great time. Thanks again. Yeah. No. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks very much. Good night, everyone. <laughs>